A New Zealand filmmaker is hoping his short film Wildfire and its accompanying feature project will help efforts to stop Sanguma or sorcery-related killings and violence in Papua New Guinea. Horrific stories of Sanguma began surfacing around 20 to 25 years ago in the highlands of Papua New Guinea, but incidents have become more widespread in recent years. The victims of Sanguma are often the most vulnerable in society, women, particularly widows, but also elderly men and people living with disabilities, and in more recent years, even children. I'm joined now by filmmaker Paul Wolfram, who also teaches film at the Victoria University of Wellington, Teheringa Kwaka. Kia ora and welcome on Pacific Waves, Paul. Now, we will talk about wildfire in a bit, but let's start with the practice of sorcery in Papua New Guinea. It's not always been associated with violence, has it? In the, in the past, sorcerers were seen as defenders of their communities. Um, and they were people that, um, you know, perhaps defended people from other malicious magical attacks. It's only since the 1980s, 90s, or even more recently, that people have come across this new word, sanguma. So with the arrival of this word, sanguma, which has come to mean this malicious sorcery where um, people are believed to be killed by other sorcerers, um, it's only with the arrival of that that this violence has started to arise. The traditional practices in Melanesia didn't very rarely involve violence around magic. Now, when a person is seen to be a sanguma or is accused of killing somebody else through magical practices, people violently attack those those accused. Um, so the situation has changed quite rapidly. It's no longer the traditional practices that they used to believe in. Now it's um, it's become this new thing that's arrived with, I guess, I guess the influence of the outside world. As these places have become more um, engaged with the Western world and Western economic systems, as well as government systems, things have changed rapidly and people are now um, looking for people to blame. So when somebody in their community dies suddenly, instead of you know going to a doctor for an autopsy or um, understanding that they might have died of old age or illness, diabetes, HIV, people look for somebody, an individual to blame. And that's when these Sanguma accusations take place. Now, turning to the film, um, tell us a bit about the trailer that's been, been showing and, and sort of what in all of this complexity, I don't envy you finding a storyline to follow, but if you can tell us what what was the sort of gist of this film, and it, it is also building up to something bigger as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I started this, um, you know, um, project back in 2017, as I mentioned, I was doing some teaching in the Highlands, and I came across this issue of sorcery accusation-related violence and how ubiquitous it is in the communities here and just how shocking it is, how many stories of killings and and um, grievous bodily harm, all sorts of terrible things are going on in these communities that are generally very welcoming, open places. So it's kind of shocked at the degree of what was going on in these communities. And as I began to research more and understand the issue more, I decided to return in 2018 to do some preliminary research and shoot some footage and understand what's going on on both sides. I, I worked with the perpetrators of the violence as well as the, um, the survivors of, of sorcery violence and other people involved in the issue. So I was really trying to build up a picture of what's going on and understand it. I come from an, that ethnographic background, so I really want to understand how the people on the ground understand the situation rather than bring an outside lens to it. 
So having done that in 2018 and begun to got my head around things, um, and then I went back again in 2019, and in that period I met this incredible woman, a grassroots human rights defender, and was really inspired by her. I think the day that I met her, I um, was interviewing government officials and police and all sorts of sort of people and, and positions of power. I ended each interview by asking them, you know, what can be done to stop sorcery violence? And they all kind of threw their hands in the air and said, well, the problem's too big. We don't have enough resources. Um, I don't know what can be done. This is embedded within us. How can we get rid of it? None of them really had an answer. And the same that same day I met Evelyn Kunda, this independent woman uh, with no resources, l- living in the slums or the banana blocks on the outside, outside of Karoka town, and when I interviewed her and asked her the same question, what can we do? She said, we do everything we can with whatever we have. You know, she had this very practical, hands-on approach to trying to find a solution, trying to rescue women and men and children accused of witchcraft. And uh, I thought that's the way to tell the story. So that began the process of um, what has become a, a, a wider project, really. Um, the project involves... Um, the short film Wildfire, which more or less describes the situation for people in Australia and New Zealand and further afield, really describing what's happening amongst our largest Pacific neighbour, 9 million people living in Papua New Guinea, and we know so little of what's going on up there. And so it describes what's going on from the point of view of the, the police that have to deal with the problem, the doctors and nurses that see the results of the uh, maimings and and attacks and the and the burnings, um, it's it's pretty horrific in that sense. And it also presents the issue from the perspective of those perpetrators. People were entirely open and free with describing for me what they've done and you know homicides that they've been involved with, people that they've they've helped to kill in their own communities. And they have no qualms or no shyness about telling me these things direct to camera because they believe that they are protectors of their own communities. They believe they're doing a service for their communities. So we're running an impact campaign alongside the feature film that we're going back to finish next year. And the impact campaign is about trying to get Evelyn Kunda that local indigenous human rights defender into a safer position. At the moment, she's rescuing people by looking after the survivors of sorcery violence by housing them in a tiny um, hand-built um, house on the edge of Karoka. This is the place that she built with the offcuts of, of the material world that she lives in, bits of copper and corrugated iron that she has been able to find. She's made this entire safe house. But it's only as safe as um, as one woman can make it. And she really needs uh, to have a permanent house and um, and a, a way of protecting the people that she's looking after. So we're making a feature film that is um, working with Evelyn to, to show the incredible work that she's doing, to show the Indigenous solutions to these, to these local problems, and to try and educate people both in Papua New Guinea and here or in the Western world about what's going on and what they can do to support changing and bringing to an end the sorcery violence thank you so much and where can people see that right now and and look out for and follow well um wildfire is free to view for anybody if you 
go to Vimeo and look up wildfire. I think RNZ will put a link to it or embed it. Um, it's it's um, it's a 20-minute film, and like I said, it covers all of those people, those working to solve the problem, the perpetrators involved in the problem, and um, and the police and and doctors and nurses dealing with the with the results of those problems. So it's kind of a a very direct look at this at this growing issue in Papua New Guinea.